Welcome to What a Doll Podcast, a podcast where life is plastic and fantastic. Each episode, we bring you doll news, opinions, retrospectives, and guests. So join us as we discuss and share our love for dolls with fans everywhere. Welcome, everyone, to episode zero of What a Doll. We are so excited to be here today. My name is Chris. I'm Ter. And I'm Michael Lynn. And we are all doll fans who have come together from three different podcasts to kind of combine like a transformer and talk about our love for dolls. <laughs> yes. I love it. <laughs> yeah. But like what part of the transformer would we be? I am definitely a foot. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'd be like an arm. <laughs> I don't know. You have more utilitarian value than oh, I do, for sure. Like, I, I don't want to be the chest or the head. <laughs> <laughs> None of us want to be the head. <laughs> well, I try to serve face every now and then, so maybe I could be. Yeah, okay. A little RC look going on here. We have a head. Let's <laughs> But do we kind of form like the Power Rangers too, and we all somehow merge up to the head? But like your the... oh, go ahead. Be the head if it's the one that just flies in and attaches. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll make Power Ranger dolls again one day. That is my hope. Now that Hasbro oh has my... lost the Disney license, but let's just let the people know. Our first segment today is going to be our news segment, where we talk about different news in the doll world. And the big thing this week has been Mattel, after six or six years, getting back those rights to Disney Princess. No, it hasn't really been. I believe it was... 2016 or f- that they lost the rights originally that sounds to like Hasbro. Wow, I didn't realize it had been that long. Damn. I know. Six years of alien Disney princesses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Like, the, I, I was thinking about it before we jumped on. When they first started out, like, they looked very cartoony, extremely, like, too cartoony. The heads were too, a little bit too big. The eyes didn't look like them at all. I have no idea what they were thinking. It always seemed like an awkward marriage to me. I could see that. Yeah. Oh, like maybe the Disney princesses broke up or divorced Mattel. They went with Hasbro, but they still had feelings for Mattel. They went with the funner, younger sibling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then now they're going back to their original love. Oh, yep. But yeah. just, just think now they'll have boobs. They'll have a, Hourglass waist and a butt. <laughs> and high heel feet. And hopefully clothes that are not just printed. Oh, screen printed, whatever that material yeah. is, yes. <laughs> yeah, yep, you're right. One thing I was heavily disappointed with with Hasbro taking it over was the articulation. Like I thought for sure we'd be getting like elbows and wrists and like 
knees. We got very few of that from what I know. I mean, they're practically like five points of articulation, right? Like le- yeah. legs, arms, and head. For most of them, yeah. Yeah. I think the Wreck-It Ralph one, or not, oh, shoot. What was the second? The, com- the Comfy Princesses. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they had some arm articulation. And and every now and then some of them had the articulation at the knees, I feel like. Okay. Yep. Oh, and the, actually I just had to turn around and look at them. The first Frozen Hasbro dolls that came out, like the deluxe dolls with the extra fashion, they had articulation too. Elbows, wrists, and knees. Oh, it was yeah. always a very interesting thing because... I mean, I know Hasbro has done the doll market before, but I mean, it it was just, it was a departure from, you know, I always think of Mattel as being one of the big ones of, of doll makers. And so it was a very interesting choice when that happened in 2016. Yeah. I mean, you think of Mattel, you think of MGA, you think of yeah. companies like that. And Hasbro definitely does not come to mind when you think of a doll maker. Yeah. You know, no. except for they make ponies, I guess. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. And the Equestria Girls? Or, yeah, they made the Equestria yeah. Girls dolls. Yeah. But, yes. like, prior to that, though, and I was trying to think about it before we jumped on, they really haven't done a fashion doll line, aside from that in the Disney Princesses, right? For, like, quite a while. I mean, yeah. yeah. I think we were talking earlier that maybe it was, like, since Maxie, maybe? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Or Cindy, yeah. they did her, too. But okay. She was more in the UK, I think, by Hasbro. Yeah, so Hasbro, if you're listening to our to our thoughts here, maybe maybe time to revisit our old friends Maxie and Jem. Hmm? Right? <laughs> oh. I was... You know, I was wondering with this hole that they're going to have with with not having the the Disney princess license, like, would they still try to corner a piece of that doll market? And a Jim doll line and a Maxi doll line would be super, super fun and kind of needed, I think. I mean, so many people love Jim. It's like, come on. I'm like, I know you have uh, sculpts from the movie just yeah. sitting around <laughs> doing nothing but gathering dust. Right. <laughs> uh, did we ever see pictures of that? Like, I remember reading an article. I want to say I saw, like, a flesh tone head at one point, And that was about it. Uh, I think it might have been, like, Aubrey Peoples. Yeah. Right. I think I saw the same picture, the same image, yeah. Huh. I'll have to try and look it up. Tara, you're the gem master. You should oh, I, you should I, know this. I, I know. I, I almost want to call you two liars. <laughs> but actually, I can text a gem friend that would know while we're recording. Um, and this it, is the call a gem friend segment. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking about it, though. If they were to use her sculpt, I bet you they'd have to pay her money. I'm sure. Unless she signed those rights when she got Ooh, the part. I hope she did. That way, that way we like, can get a new gem doll. <laughs> like, you know, Carrie Fisher's r- likeness rights being owned by George Lucas for, you know, 40 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm very excited for Disney dolls to once again be produced by Mattel. 
I think the Disney dolls that they made in the 90s were fantastic. I mean, of course, as time has gone on, I think everything has gotten a little sketchier in quality. But those, man, those 90s dolls are something else. Like, they had releases with each movie that were huge. You know, I mean, they made, like, Hunchback of Notre Dame dolls, like a thing that I would never think would exist, but I'm very excited that it does. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I'm so, hoping that they also do like the 12 inch, but an even, even like a six inch because those, uh, oh, those oh, six oh, inch oh. Disney dolls from the nineties, like oh, that yes, is a like, whole mood and I love them and I want them back. <laughs> those oh. Disney musical princesses and the yes. bu- bubble princesses. Was bubble that the other princesses, one? Perfume princesses. Like yes, they had perfume. like a few yeah. different ones. Yeah. I have a few of those and they are darling and I would a thousand percent be here for another line of those. Oh, actually, I might be a bad doll collector. I don't know. I think I might have one Ariel that I rerouted trying to make into a Vanessa way back when because she kind of had that evil look to her. You found an Ariel that has an evil look? Yeah, well, like, it, it was kind of known on the internet way back when before, like, before they even made Vanessa. Um Oh, shoot. Like, her eyebrows are really, I don't want to say arched, but, like, they're very circular. It, like, it, she kind of looks like Yzma, almost. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm it, having a hard time picturing, like, an Animorphs look of Ariel's head to Yzma's head. <laughs> uh, okay, next time I, I come across the picture, I'll try yes, it. I'll send please it to you send it. Please, please do. <laughs> I want to say, like, one of them had really long red hair. Actually, I think I found it. Oh, uh, no. It's very similar to Princess Ariel Disney doll vintage. Damn it. Um, you're not giving, like, a title, but I, I'll find the picture and I'll forward it. So final thoughts, Mattel getting back the Disney rights. Michael? Surprising and good news. Interested to see what they do with it. And Terry? Oh, um, I, like, I mean, I know they'll do great. They did in the 90s, which I think to be a kid, that was like the time to be alive, or especially playing with dolls. Um, I'm sure they'll do great. I was kind of excited to see what Hasbro would do with the new live-action Little Mermaid, but I know Mattel will knock it out of the park. I concur with both of you. Surprise and delight. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next news item. I wanted to talk a little bit about Barbie's first foray into NFTs with fashion company Balmain. I am a little disappointed that Barbie got into nfts honestly (laughs) yes (laughs) we were talking a little bit earlier how confusing it was for all of us too was like Mm -hmm. are these doll clothes are these human clothes and then it turns out there's like human clothes and nft pictures and it's like what (laughs) yeah and i think there was like a one of a kind like from the NFT images, they made like a one of a kind outfit for the Barbie that you could win in like an auction on the Mattel Creations website. But there was like I was hoping for more of like a, a you know a little more of a mass produced like 
maybe we can have a chance and not just some random auction, you know, but. Right. As, as somebody who would never spend the amount of money that they're asking for the Barbie <laughs> live person collection on, on yeah. the Balmain website, you know, maybe I could afford a Barbie sized piece. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, well, I haven't looked at the website, but like how much are they? Like if you were just to buy a T-shirt, what would we be looking at? And I think it's safe to say we all spend more money on our dolls than we do our own clothes. <laughs> I would totally agree with that. <laughs> all right. Looking at the website, I don't even think they sell a T-shirt. But let me tell you that a white ball cap with the Balmain <laughs> logo in the Barbie style is $390. $190? 390 <gasps> That could get and, me like, and it is sold out. Damn, amazing! That could easily buy you like three Integrity Gem dolls, yeah. like released, like just released. Yeah. Okay, a crop top, not even a full shirt, a crop top, three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. I was dumb and I thought, oh, surely I can try to find just some little small knickknack thing that won't be that expensive. And when I looked at the prices, I was like, girl, get off this damn website. You need to like <laughs> read a book. Go read a book because there's no way you can be affording any of this. Like, oh, man. <laughs> I wonder if there's actual like pictures of people on Instagram like who have bought that and who are wearing it. I don't know. You can you can still buy the nylon quilted coat for three thousand seven hundred and ninety five dollars <laughs> if you're feeling spendy one night. <laughs> a drunken purchase. Exactly. <laughs> a, it would be a very regretful drunken purchase. Oh, yes. <laughs> but it will keep me warm when I'm living under a bridge trying to stay with a barrel of fire because you know <laughs> just like that is just. I can't imagine to just spend that kind of money on an article of clothing. No. Yeah, it it baffles me for sure. I think it was uh, last year for Ken's 60th, they did another like fashion collection. And I was also disappointed that everything was for humans and none of it was for dolls. <laughs> <laughs> well, like when I've seen these popping up on Instagram, I thought for a minute, maybe it was like, oh, what are they called? The dolls that are in the made to move body with the silver fashions. Oh, the Barbie looks style. Yeah, yeah. I thought maybe it was something like that for a minute. Well, that would be fun. It. See, I yeah. I love those Barbie look dolls because they remind me of the Barbie Basics line from maybe yes. like ten years ago. Oh, yes. Right. Oh, that was a fun time. Yeah, I loved that line. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, I'm I'm all for those Barbie look dolls. Yeah. There was one though I seen on Instagram. I can't remember which Barbie, but she had like she had the pink on, and it was like gigantic and poofy, and it seemed like a bunch of ruffles. And I just remember thinking, like, who designed that? Oh, yeah, I believe <laughs> I believe when we were chatting about it, I called it a, like, when your Christmas wrapping is used to yeah. make a dress. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, that And one. it was just like, who, who would wear this? <laughs> Barbie would. Apparently. <laughs> you can get away with anything in 12-inch scale. 
Right. <laughs> like, maybe at this point she's figured she's done it all, so why not? So why not look like a decoration? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> all right. Any final thoughts on Barbie making NFTs, other than it's bad for the environment? And <laughs> it's slightly Thumbs disappointing. Down, yes, yes. Absolutely. Thumbs down. Yep, not my thing. Yeah. Agreed. Thumbs down. Right. Our third news piece was I found a article in Variety from January 27th talking about Mattel Studios making movies. And I think it's very exciting because it reiterates something that we heard a while ago was that Mark Margot Robbie was attached to make a Barbie movie. And this article was the first time I found out that apparently Ryan Gosling is now attached to be Ken. <laughs> what? And my yeah. mind was a little bit blown by that. Yeah. Huh. I'll be I'm here. very curious and interested to see where it goes. And if they make doll versions of Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie, I I will totally be on board. Oh, I will that. a thousand percent be there with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? I bet you people could do killer repaints of him, though. Oh, can yeah. you imagine, though, like the fodder for people who wanted to make like <laughs> Harley Quinn dolls or. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be fantastic. It, I'm I'm really glad that they're doing a Barbie movie because it does seem kind of like a, well, yeah, like, of course, there should be a live action Barbie movie. But it reminds me a long time ago, I, I was I was writing a Barbie story and I sent I sent like a letter to Mattel to ask permission to, like, write this story because I, oh, that's <laughs> like, adorable. No idea. Like, I you know, like I'm thinking, like, I'm going to make it into a book and I just want to I just want them to, like, give me permission to do it. <laughs> And like, you know, they, I mean, I, they obviously never got back to me or anything because it's like, come on, like, who is this girl? What is like, give me a break. But it was I really loved the story because it was about this one girl who her whole dream is to become a beauty queen. And she enters beauty pageants with handmade outfits that Barbie like life size Barbie outfits that she's had in her collection. And then her life just spirals because like she's not like it's just that that's not the path for her. And. It was this whole thing, and I was like, I'm going to make it a book. I'm going to try to get it published, but I don't want Mattel to sue me, so let me write a letter to them. I was like, okay, put this to the side, because Mattel does not have time for any of this mess. Like, you are so dumb. <laughs> you know, just like, mm-hmm. come on, put it away. But I mean, I'm, I'm glad that there's going to be a movie. I mean, there's nothing saying you can't have the inspiration be a Babs doll. And- oh, <laughs> right. File the serial numbers a little bit. <laughs> you still right. want to write that book. <laughs> yeah. Gotta get a little creative here. <laughs> I, I've got a question for you. Were, were you like thinking that you were going to become rich and famous and that they were going to come after you? I, well, no, I didn't think I was going to become rich and famous, but I was thinking that there'd be like some Barbie fans that would really like it and then be like, uh, you do realize that like Mattel can come after you for this, right? Because like I feel like I feel like even most recently with a um with a, a toy line that was a 5.5 action figure toy line, they they were set to open the pre-orders. It was Lords of Power. They were set to oh, open the pre-orders. Like toys, yes. yes, 
and they're having to now re change some things up because I, from what I've been reading between the lines, you know, Mattel was kind of like, no. And this was like, you know, I mean, I, there was a lot of people that were wanting to pre-order these things, but it, it wasn't like they were going to somehow make a dent in the sale of He-Man figures or whatever, you know? So. Right. Like the audience for this is minuscule compared yeah. to actual He-Man figures. Yeah. You know, like it, so I, I just, I've, I've seen things like that in the past. So I was like, well, I don't want someone to like turn me into the Mattel police. And then like, you know, then basically, you know, I don't know. Like my, I get paranoid and my mind goes to like really crazy situations that are like more than likely not going to happen. But, you know. You know, it's, it's just dicey though to make something on somebody else's copyright and especially somebody's copyright that is owned by a large corporation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I thought the Formo toy stuff was different enough. Yeah, I did too. That -hmm. it was not going to cause a problem like that. But alas, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, they work everything out with them. Mm -hmm. I I know. I hope so too, because I'm I'm ready to (laughs) pre-order. I know. I was I was definitely looking at getting a couple of them myself. Um, Yeah. But you know, Mattel has a very um odd track record. You know, definitely with He-Man movies and also with Barbie. Of they announce this movie, they have a star attached to it, and then it just dies and never goes anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Like a Barbie movie has had both Amy Schumer and Anne Hathaway attached to it at one point. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Huh. Those have just, you know, quietly gone behind the Mattel barn. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Who do you think shot them? I don't know. The same people who are shooting the He-Man movies. Oh, man. It does make me, it does make me think about that one. Um, Barbie birthday special on VHS tape in like the early nineties where some girl went to like Epcot or Disney world or land. Um, and it has like the Barbie, I think it's Barbie with the hair gel and the crop top with a, um, it's black with like a palm tree on it and a pink skirt. maybe. I don't think I've seen this before. It was a good watch a few times, like, when you're little. Uh, hang on, I found it. Barbie Birthday Party VHS. That the magic of YouTube bring us our past over and over again. Oh, yeah! Um, <laughs> I should pull it up on YouTube, but I'll copy the link. Here. I put it Barbie in Barbie Birthday Party at Walt Disney World Epcot 94. Yeah. Oh, such wow. a good movie. it it was fun like the two little girls that were friends they ended up running across the park i can't remember if they were like trying to solve a puzzle or what but they ended up going to watch barbie on stage and like they had elaborate costumes and props and it was fun i am totally gonna have to watch this yeah Yeah, is it like a live actress playing barbie yeah yep um some woman up on stage was playing Barbie. Yeah, I mean, I've watched plenty of, like, of the Barbie animated films. 
Mm-hmm. But this is this is new to me. <laughs> I'm always excited to watch a weird esoteric piece of <laughs> toy related. Oh, remember, please do. Right, yeah. Previously, I have always loved Barbie and the Rockers cartoons. Yes, yes. I was able to buy a couple of cells from it off of eBay, which is Ooh. really fun. Oh, that is fun. I love that. So, Barbie movie final takes. I am all about it, and I will be in the movie theater whenever it gets released. I'll check it out. Um, I'll wait for a trailer. <laughs> I don't, don't want to commit yet. <laughs> uh, and I will go with, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> yes, that, that is a very good idea. <laughs> you know what, though? It has to be better than the live-action Gem movie. <laughs> I mean... Can it, though? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. They have Greta Gerwig attached to direct, so we'll see. Okay. Could, she's the director who did uh, Lady Bird and the new um, Little Women movie. Oh, yes, that's right. So I'm I was like, trying to think, yeah. Serious talent attached this time, which is interesting to me. <laughs> but again, it could go behind the Mattel barn. Right. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Now that we have covered the news, I wanted to take a little time to introduce each of us as hosts of the show as part of our episode zero. So I've got a few questions for each of you. Ooh, okay. And... I wanted to, let's start with Terry. <gasps> oh, okay, here we go. Okay. What question number one, favorite childhood doll line? Ooh, favorite childhood doll line. Hmm. I played with both dolls and action figures. Probably Barbie. Okay. The classic choice. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. What a time to be alive too. I know. You could buy a Barbie for $3 at a drugstore. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, I forgot all about that. And you could buy, like, these fabulous fashion packs, like Fashion Avenue. And like we said earlier, we had the Disney Mattel line, which was basically Barbie. Oh, yeah. I have a set of those uh, 1980s Astro fashions for Barbie, and they are fantastic. Um, yes. Oh, and just to back up real quick on that, the hand-me-downs from the relatives were super good, too. Oh, yeah, like just all the fashion pieces and dolls and clothes to mix and match with. All right, so Barbie's favorite childhood doll line. What about your favorite adult doll line that you've Ooh. started collecting as an adult? I'm torn and maybe a little bit biased, but I want to say Integrity Gem and Hasbro Gem, because Hasbro Gem came first, collecting-wise, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the Integrity line more. But I still collect both. Now, did you own the... Uh, Hasbro gem dolls as a child, or was that an, a fully adult collection? Ooh, no, I did own them as a child. Um, one time in Florida, it must have been like 1994, 95-ish. My mom, my sister, and I were with my grandma and grandpa, I think on like Easter break or spring break, whatever it was way back when. We were in an antique mall, and... I've seen a first edition gem doll wearing the fire and ice fashion, which would be the glitter and gold timber dress with the um, 
kind of like the red skirt and the gold top. And she had Kimber's keytar. I'm like, well, it's kind of a weird combination. And I'd never seen a jump doll before in person. And then I went around the corner and Synergy, nearly complete, was right there. So I was like, and I ran back around the corner. I grabbed Gem and I grabbed Synergy. And uh, I was going to get them both. And they were 10 bucks each. No shoes, but Synergy had her socks on. And I was like, oh, like they're $10 each. I better whip out a 20. And my mom was like, well, I'll buy them. You pick one out and you pick one out for your sister. And then, <laughs> yeah, that's how it One like, for I, your sister that eventually came back to you? Yeah. Yep, it sure did. <laughs> um, oh, I should ask her if she was pissed that she got Synergy and not Gem. <laughs> But then I think, like, actually collecting-wise, I started when I was about 16, 15, 16-ish. Because the internet started to, like, come around, and you had eBay and the Gem and Friends message board and just stuff. I think we're going to have to do a whole episode at some point about early internet collecting. Oh. And, and what a wild <laughs> west that was. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. So... Terry, what's your largest collection? Integrity Gem. <laughs> Integrity Gem, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, I'm, I love that they are still putting those dolls up. They've had so many times where it's like, it's the end, guys. It's really right. the end this time. Oh, kind of like Cher. <laughs> yeah, this is a Cher farewell <laughs> tour every time. Yeah, oh, I, I do hope it's the end. I or kind of, my wallet me. hopes it's the end this right. time. <laughs> I mean, what Integrity has been coming out with lately, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm obligated to buy it. I'm so invested, <laughs> I have to. But just some some stuff I wouldn't pick. Yes. It's, you know, the way they're releasing it now is very, um, it's very high budget. Yes. It's like, oh, look, here's, here's have these extra fashions that, did anybody really need this? <laughs> Right. But we'll charge you like half the price of another doll. Right. Yep. For. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you said you originally started collecting as an as an adult about fifteen or sixteen. Tell me a little bit about your collector journey. Oh, um it started with the internet and As so many expensive yeah, things do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um I know it started out with the internet a little bit. Like I had hung on to Gem and Synergy, and I think I just Googled or Ebayed, like, randomly looked up Gem on eBay at a friend's house, and I was like, oh, like, it, it just kind of opened up a whole new world, um, and I bought, I don't think I had an eBay account, like, you shouldn't have one until you're 18, but right. there must have been a, a way to get around it at the time, and I used my dad's eBay account, too, a little bit to buy them, which, for the most part, he was okay with. I did get. I bet my, he got some strange recommendations. For oh, I hope he did. <laughs> oh, I hope he did. Um, and then like early into the collecting days, I'm like, okay, I'm only going to collect gem. And then I told my art teacher in high school. So I think I was 16 ish at the time that I told her this, and she's like, well, I used to collect dolls too, and I know I at least have gem in the box. In the basement, if you want her, I was like, hell yeah, I want her. I don't say hell yeah, but like, of course I did. And then uh, she brought her to school one day in a paper bag for me. And I opened it up and it was big and beautiful. I only paid $10 for it. 
And I wish I would have hung on to her, but I ended up selling her a few years later. Oh, Only no. I wanted, oh, I, right. I'm like, you know what? These are so big in the box. I want to collect loose only. And then here I am years later collecting in the box, too. Again. <laughs> but after that, I'm trading, like, on the Gem and Friends message board. Uh, just lots in eBay. Yeah, like, people would just have different pieces here and there. And you would trade, like, a shoe for a drumstick or a cassette tape or a stand or whatever. Then you had people making reproductions of the fashions, too. So, like, if you couldn't complete your fashion, you could get a reproduction piece from Barb of Shana's Fashions or Gem Girl or just different people. Oh, gosh, I forgot about people doing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, like, people would have a list of extras. And extra pieces and, like, a list of what they were looking for. It's, like, such a wonderful, convivial spirit from the beginning days of the internet that is non-existent now. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if there's any fandoms out there doing that. I think the the stuff from the 80s has just gotten so expensive. Right. That it's, like, cost-prohibitive almost. Yeah. And then once in a blue moon... And it hasn't happened that much lately, but I would find a random piece out in the wild. Usually a non-complete doll, or like maybe randomly a VHS tape, or a guitar, or a book, or a shoe, and like a bunch of Barbie stuff. Yeah, there's always a thrill finding something in the wild. (laughs) Alright, so Collector Journey, Gem, and then into, did that sort of slide into Integrity Gem, or is there a few stops along the way? Oh, stops along the way. Where to go from Gem? Like, Gem has usually been the main focus, but Mm -hmm. I think because of Gem and then making friends along the way, that kind of opened me up to different dolls, too. Like, I've got a few random Barbies here and there. I've got some Disney, some of the 17-inch collector Disney. Uh, I customize a little bit, too, here and there. I got a little bit of Sailor Moon. Not that much of her, though. Uh... I mean, there's not that much good Sailor Moon dolls. Right. You are so right. And then, um, oh, Tonner. I got into him. And then Wild Imagination, which was like part of the umbrella of Tonner. Like, it was just one doll. Elowen Wild, right? Yeah. 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 Elowen Wild. I didn't get into her, but I did get into Who has just made a comeback, by the way. Yeah. Yep, she did. I bet you that's his favorite line. If we ever get him on the show and ask him what his favorite doll line he created is or was, it would be Elowen. Ooh, yeah. I think. But just one doll, like, collecting gem kind of led me to look at Barbie and, like, the clothes. And then that kind of led me to Disney. And then I always liked Sailor Moon. So I kind of collected her a little bit here and there. Um, and then Tonner, and then I went down a rabbit hole collecting the Wizard of Oz Tonner dolls and Evangeline Gasly, and I even have a BJD or two. Ooh, big spender with the oh, BJD. Oh, oh yes, oh, I should have. <laughs> Final question, what are some doll trends you're always on the lookout for and always interested to see? Um... <laughs> gem (laughs) yeah yeah but exactly gem i I was just thinking the price of gem i don't really i haven't done it in a while but i don't really pay attention to the price too much although i've started collecting like 
Hasbro boxed Gem again for the past few years. Um, it was on and off, but now I'm like looking every day just to see what type of deal I can get. I think mostly the boxed stuff, but you almost have to know where to look too. Like sometimes you might find a really good deal on Macari instead of eBay. That is a site I have never used. Oh, you should. Or like even Facebook Marketplace too, you might find a local seller. It's happened once or twice, but not that often. Ooh, nice. Good yeah. good insider tips to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, integrity is a trend. I'm sorry. Integrity is a trend I've noticed too. Like just the first wave gem dolls have gone up drastically. And I predict that in probably about 10 years, we'll be able to get them for dirt cheap or nearly dirt cheap. <laughs> so sell your gem NFTs now. Yeah. Of your, yep. of your dolls. <laughs> I've thought about it. Like, oh, it might be time to cash in. <laughs> yeah, don't be don't be part of the Beanie Baby retirement, oh. people. I worry about that. <laughs> I have a mantra that you only never buy something because you think it's going to increase in value. And then you'll just be pleasantly surprised if it does. Like, I, like I've been selling a few of my He-Man figures from the classics line. And some of those are worth quite a bit now. And it's like, I'm always delighted when I... <laughs> when one that I have decided to sell is worth mm. a good chunk. Oh, yeah. Well, I think, like, with the He-Man figures or Masters of the Universe figures that came out in, like, 2010. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, after you bought them, they were almost, like, an instant investment, like, a year or two later. Yeah, Maybe and there, years, there's, but... probably a, there's probably a podcast in there talking about the way that boy toys increase in value and quote unquote girl toys seem to crater out a few years later. Yeah. But like, you know, people, you know, I don't know. Boys will pay a lot for their toys. Apparently. So. <laughs> we sure do. <laughs> All right. So Michael, so we're going to go through the same questions for you. Ooh. What, what's good. your favorite childhood doll line? I'm going to go with She-Ra Princess of Power. I know classic. there's a lot of talk about, you know, is this an action figure, a doll, or I, you know, it's got like a bit of everything. And I, when I got my, my, I had an aunt who got me She-Ra and Bo for a, a birthday present. And I remember opening them both up and just being completely blown away by the, just the magic of, of how they looked in the package and just. Everything about them was great. But Barbie would probably be a close second. Like, I, I loved collecting some Barbie back in the 80s and, and 90s. Yes. Yeah, She-Ra she packaging is stunning. Yes. Absolutely stunning. I can never afford an in-package She-Ra doll at this point. <laughs> no. <laughs> so expensive. Yeah. 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 All right. How about favorite adult doll line? So favorite adult doll line, I was really torn on this because I do love, I do love collecting the Jim Integrity doll line. It, they, those are some of the most beautiful dolls that I've ever seen, but because of the price, I don't have as, I don't collect as much as I would like to. So I'm going to go with Barbie on this one because I, there's just, 
there's more for the buck, I guess. Like I, I love the fashionistas and the Barbie looks and the basic Barbie basics and vintage, you know, going back and finding, you know, vintage Barbies that I wasn't able to get when I was a kid. And, um, there's just so much to collect that I, it's like never ending. Although at some point I feel like it needs to maybe slow down or end at some point, but <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't see that happening. <laughs> in 10 years we'll be celebrating Barbie's 70th and they will still be pumping out pink boxes. Yes. Yes. How about your largest collection? I would say my largest doll collection is probably Barbie or Monster High. I have a lot I have a lot of both of those, but probably I mean if you count like if we're counting anything that's got like Barbie on it, Barbie would probably be the largest, right. you know, like counting like from vintage to modern. Like I have a lot of Barbie stuff. Sometimes I'll go through and like donate or sell some things. Cause I'm like, I'm, this is too much, but I, yeah, I, Barbie is, is probably the biggest doll collection I have. Yeah. And tell me a little bit about your journey as a collector. So I, like as a child, like there, the possibilities with dolls and toys and all that stuff was so like, it left a powerful like spot in my heart forever. I think part of it was I I grew up with a genetic disorder. So I was always very sick and not like, I didn't go outside much. I didn't really have, and because I was like a homebody staying in my room, I didn't really have like a lot of interaction with friends. So I was always like, just escaping to my world of toys. And when I got older, it was like, I don't want to leave that. So I, I still like, like collecting just never stopped. It maybe ebbed and flowed because, you know, like I, you know, didn't have a car to drive myself to Toys R Us. And, you know, my parents were certainly like, we're done with you collecting toys. So we're not taking you to Toys R Us. Or I (laughs) bribe a friend like, Hey, can you drive me to, you know, wherever so I can look for this thing or whatever. And, um, so it just, it kind of just grew into that. And then, you know, once I had a license and some kind of cash at some, you know, like getting money through jobs or whatever, like I, I mean, it was all downhill from there. Like I was, I was (laughs) collecting full comic shops, antique stores, you know, the internet, you know, I mean, there was, I was always looking for something. Nice. And what, what are things you're always on the lookout for? So um, things that I'm always looking for are things that I like in a doll line. I love when, when there is some kind of nod to the past. Like I love like the, the Barbie rewind dolls that they just, Oh my God. I love those. I am so obsessed with like just the little nod to the past you know, I mean, I'm not a fan of the click and bend knees. Like I don't, I don't particularly like that style anymore, but the whole look in the box and, and everything is just so presented in such a way that it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm totally down for that. So I love anything that kind of is a nod to the past. I love articulated dolls. I love any kind of doll line that comes with, you know, articulation and, and something, sometimes a gimmick. Like I think like gimmicks and doll lines can be kind of fun too. But, mm-hmm. And I definitely love 
certain uses of color. So like, like what I love about the gym dolls from integrity is like, I don't know where they get this pink from, but like some of the dolls have just this perfect shade of pink, like on the eyeshadow or whatever. And it just brings me back to the colors that you would see on toy lines from the eighties and everything. And it's just, it's just perfect. I just absolutely love it. I, you know, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. Always looking for the perfect pink high. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now it's your turn. Oh, we should take turns <laughs> asking you. <laughs> yeah. All right. You want to start? Let's go. Okay. Okay. Sure. Uh, so Chris, what's your favorite childhood doll line? Favorite yeah. childhood doll line has to be Princess Guinevere and the Jewel Riders. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I mean, I have spent the last seven years making a giant website dedicated to this property. So it's it's a show that sparked the imagination. They were small dolls that were very Shira like that, you know, you could kind of, you know, wink, nudge. It's an action figure, mom. And and I could actually get it then. And, you know, so that was, so yeah, the, the Guinevere was my first, first doll and like probably only doll as a child. Oh, damn. So. Now, did you only have Guinevere? I had Guinevere and Drake and my friend Ronnie had Tamara and Fallon. So together we had a full set of the heroes. So. Yeah, it was fun. R.I.P. Childhood Guinevere, her arm fell off and she got thrown oh, away no. at Wait. some point, which I die thinking of now. Wait, which arm? The jewel arm or the other arm? Um, It was the one that didn't have the jewel in the arm. So, oh, oh, so yeah, but it was the, uh, I think it was the right arm, I want to say. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is really hilarious to think that, you know, those were made by Hasbro and here I am like Hasbro and your alien Disney princess dolls. <laughs> Uh. what about and I I do like that that choice I do like collecting those those are really fun Um, what is your favorite adult doll line you know like both of you I've bought so many of the integrity gem dolls I feel like I do really like them but I also really love the 16 inch Disney dolls oh wow yeah like, they just came out with Akita from Atlantis, which is a character I don't think I ever thought I would see in a 16-inch doll. And she's amazing. You know, I have, like, a very deep-seated love for the Disney properties and the animated films. Mm-hmm. And those, there's always a constant push and pull of, like, why are these costing so much more each time, it seems like? And... You know, are they cutting details as time goes on? But I don't know. The way they're presented and their beautiful boxes, they're just always usually full of nice detailing, great stitching, embroidery. I'd probably have to go. I'd probably have to go with them as my favorite adult doll line. A good choice. What about your largest collection? Oh, (laughs) I mean... As I look at this giant pile of integrity gem boxes staring at me. Um, 
that's that's a large collection. I have a ton, like you, Michael, I have a ton of Monster <laughs> High that are that are, have been with me for a while now. And I also have a large collection of Barbie with a specific focus on male dolls, like Ken's and stuff. Yeah, that's, uh, Ken and male dolls are like one of my favorite things to collect. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's my brain just trying to protect me from buying more. It's like, oh, look, <laughs> there's less of these. This is okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which unfortunately means that there's still a ton because oh, right. Barbie. <laughs> yes. yes. But yeah, probably somewhere and, between those three are the largest collections. Nice. I, I yeah, I, I have a hard time parting with my Monster High stuff. So it's like, I like, know. I, I can't do it. I just love them too much. <laughs> you know, it's like oh. I have I have a few I'm probably going to sell shortly here. But we definitely like I spent the last year really going through my collection doing the whole Marie Kondo does it spark joy thing. <laughs> and I know a lot of Monster High still sparked joy apparently. Yeah. I mean they <laughs> lost they lost me after the reboot, but yeah. Okay. Those original ones are just like a chef's kiss. Oh, yes. yes. Are. Absolutely. I, th- I think the first two years, maybe even going into the third year of Monster High, were like the best. Yeah. Oh, there was just so many good details. There's so many, like, the little storybook bios, the little... Yes. Just the whole aesthetic of it was so well thought out and so well put together. You know, their their diaries looked like those mead writing tablets. <laughs> and their yeah. boxes looked like Trapper Keeper binders. And yep. yeah, everything just just like such a loving attention to detail. And you I'm can sure. really tell that Garrett Sander thought a lot about everything as he put the line together. Yeah. And they're both Chum fans too. And She-Ra fans. Yes. Yeah. His brother designed that large 12 inch She-Ra oh, that yeah. they sold a few years ago at conventions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like a gorgeous doll. Oh my gosh. Totally. So Chris, tell us about your collector journey. Okay. So, I mean, it really starts probably, I would say, in like when I started in college, I went and I was like, oh, you know, I should look on eBay for some jewel riders. And I assembled a collection of jewel riders. It was, you know, helpful that there's not that many to collect. Same with Tenko and the Guardians of the Magic, which was another childhood favorite. So I started sort of rebuying some of those childhood toys. And then I got through Live Journal, if you all can remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I joined a group for Winx Club. And oh. I got really into Winx. I like I bought dolls from Italy. I bought, you know, US release dolls. I've bought all the dolls from the second round and it's just like, (laughs) I really loved Winx and I really realized that like one of the things I really love about a doll line is, is there a story there? 
Mm-hmm. So it's one of the things that appealed to me with Monster High. Uh, it's one of the things that appeals to me with Winx Club. Like I, it helps me connect with the characters basically. If there's a story yeah. element to it, and it doesn't have to be huge. It can be something as simple as the. Remember, like when Integrity used to have like little story cards with each of the dolls. Oh no, I never knew that. Yeah, like the early the early dolls, they would have these cool little story cards. Like, I mean, you can you can kind of get the story now when they send out their email. There's like just a little paragraph of story about each design. And so, like, I followed people from the Winx fandom into Monster High and the Disney Fairies dolls. And, you know, Monster High, of course, leads to Ever After High. And, you know, everything sort of snowballs as things go on. (laughs) And, you know, the gem, the first Integrity Gem dolls in 2012, which, like, Knock me over with a feather that it's been 10 years since those came out. Insane. Absolutely insane. So now it's like I'm primarily collecting some Disney stuff, some gem stuff, some non-gem integrity. And those are probably, and some Ken stuff generally. And those are usually kind of where I sit now. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm always on the lookout for an old, uh, an old doll from the nineties that can spark my interest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Recently I got really into buying sky dancers. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, then I can threaten to launch them into somebody's eye. And <laughs> uh, have you two seen the video? I, I don't, it's not a sky dancer, but it must be from like the mid two thousands or maybe like the uh, teens, 15, 16 ish. Where a girl is like, it's a Christmas day or night or whatever. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. You know where I'm going with it? And she goes yes. into the fireplace? Yes. Yeah, her, yeah. her poor, I don't know if it's a Barbie doll or what, that thing flies directly <laughs> into the fire. Right into it. My heart oh. broke for her. <laughs> I know. I showed that video to a coworker, my friend Kofi. Um, and he, he was like, Oh, she's like, oh, no, Santa made a mistake, and she took off the (laughs) fireplace. So that video breaks my heart. (laughs) Absolutely, yes. So your final question, Chris. uh, trends, Trends you're always on the lookout for. I guess this would probably go back to my collector journey. I'm always on the lookout for something with an interesting story. Um, Like, I don't know that there's anything right now out that has like that sort of dedication to storytelling with its lines, but other things I love, I'm always here for fantasy or space themed dolls I love kind of out there things like that. I'm always uh, in the market for cute boy dolls. Sometimes I'll own nothing else of a line except the boys like Rainbow High. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I think those are the things I'm looking I'm usually looking out for. And anything that looks relatively 90s at all. Like that really cute Ken they released with the Memphis pattern clothing in the oh, uh, yes. 
Oh my gosh, what are those Barbie? What is that Barbie line called? Where they're in the the uh, pink zipper bag things? Just the is it just the fashionistas line? Is are is they still they, calling it that? I feel like they. Still I think call so. It I think that. it's fashionistas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I I know what you're talking about. I love. I'm very tempted to get that Kim. I'm just like, give me something that looks like a jazz solo cup, and I'm and I'm there. <laughs> Well, didn't that, that line come out a few years ago or like a year ago with that pink bag that you unzipped? Yeah, I think it's been from either last year, 2021 or 2020, that they started putting those dolls in those yeah. pink bags, which I I mean, I appreciate because it's less sharp plastic to jab you with as you open right. them. Yeah. Now, if they can just stop putting the little uh, plastic into the back of the head. Oh gosh, that oh, would be great. Yeah. That would be great. Mattel, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> no more holes in the heads, please. <laughs> right. I think that about wraps us up for episode zero. So thank you everyone who's been listening today. And if you want to find out more from us, you can find our blog, which is whatadollpodcast.blogspot.com. And you can find our podcast home at whatadollpodcast.podbean.com or on Twitter at whatadollpod. And Terry, where can they find out more from you? I can be found on Instagram uh as merman underscore tear tear underscore b so merman tear tear viva and underscore underneath each word um and then the merman podcast the underscore merman underscore podcast and then facebook have a page for that too the merman podcast and i'm also part of the gem boys I don't know their Instagram handle. I'm sure if you search Gem Boys, it'll pop up on Instagram. But that podcast can be found on any podcast avenue along with the Merman podcast. All right, Michael, how about you? Where can people find more work from you? Yes, thank you, Chris. Um, you can find me at my blog, um, diaryofadorkette.blogspot.com. I'm also on Twitter, at Dorkette Tweets, as well as Instagram, under Diary of a Dorkette. And then the Diary of a Dorkette blog has its own little podcast that I do. I put out like about one episode a month and it's diaryofadorkette.podbean.com. And I believe it's cast to pretty much all the other podcast platforms as well. I believe so. I know, see, this is how old I am. I'm, I know I'm on the Stitcher thing and I, I have not been approved by iTunes. Okay. By the Apple. iTunes thing takes a minute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then, Chris, where can you be found? I can be found. You can find me on Twitter at Polychrome Pen, uh, which is mostly me talking about writing and stupid writing things and anime and dolls. And if you want to find a super old Instagram that I haven't updated for 36 weeks, as I have just looked, <laughs> you can find me at Shelves of Wonder on Instagram. And for the Jewel Riders Archive, you can find that at jewelridersarchive.com, where we have our own podcast as well with my co-archivist, Ronnie. 
And you can find that also on like any major social media account for Jewel Riders. So I am so excited that we are finally getting together and making this doll podcast. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. I think we're going to have a good time chit-chatting about doll news and what we've bought and looking back at some doll lines and hopefully getting some guests very soon. Yeah. I'm very, very excited. I can't wait for more. Yay. All right. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Until next time, keep living that plastic, fantastic life. All right. Bye, everyone. Good night. Bye. Bye.